1: John's a fellow uh, D&D player, GM, and book writer who I've been trying to get to Tuscon, by the way, Scott. Scott, uh, he is one of my D&D players, longtime friends, and a part of Tuscon, so I totally just want to throw that out to both of you guys. So... John, Scott, John, this is your first time this, this doing RPG a day. So mm-hmm. I've shared you the, the, the picture. So this is 2022. RPG a day is a dealio that's been going on for now nine years of basically a way of sharing the good vibes and the good feels that we have for tabletop role-playing games, which I know both of you guys have got because you both like tabletop RPG games. And yes, sir each day of the month has a prompt so today's as the first rpg a day of 2022 and by the way totally hashtag rpg a day 2022 on all your social media stuff that you do for rpg a day so that way everyone can go on and just google hashtag RPG Day 2022, and we can all find each other's vlogs, blogs, podcasts. Uh, most yeah. folks, uh, I've actually seen some folks that have done artwork for RPG a Day, which is cool.
2: I've got, I've got a secret. I, I only use Facebook. I've, <laughs> I've tried Instagram. I've tried Twitter, and I have accounts, but sometimes I can't even log on because my, uh, a, I've forgotten the password, or b my account was in was inactive for so long it was shut down and i'm like oh god you know so <laughs> I, I do i admit it, i do everything on facebook because it's easy it's simple and yeah but yep uh before after 14 years on facebook i recently had a catastrophe oh uh, i don't want to get into this <laughs> so uh okay we, uh, guys what's the topic what are we talking about so
1: for RPG A Day 2022, as we are on August the 1st. The topic is, who would you like to introduce to
2: RPGs? Um... (sighs) Uh, forgive, forgive me, I'll say it. How about pretty twenties-year-old ladies? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, hey, there's a lot of them playing. There's
1: a lot of them playing. I mean, Scott knows a lot of my gaming groups in person, and uh, I've got a lot of the ladies gaming in my groups because you know.
2: Finally, finally, I've, uh, uh, after, uh, for for decades it was a it was a men, men only men-only game, and if, if, if one gal, especially a pretty gal, suddenly joined, suddenly you had guys fighting over that pretty gal, you know, over her character or over her or whatever the issue was. Finally, only in the last 10 years have, have women begun to start playing D&D. Now, my books, pro, pro, uh, Prod Prod, uh, Promo, <laughs> my books are very powerful. What, what's the name of, of them? Doesn't
0: think a promo doesn't count as a promo unless you say the name of
2: the book. This is true, because Scott okay. doesn't
0: know your work yet.
2: Ah, okay, Scott. First off, uh, my, my books have very strong female characters. In fact, many times I'm told my female characters actually steal the show. Uh, James can verify that. Now, my book, okay, first off, my last name is spelled R-I-E-D. Everybody misspells it. So if you go on Amazon and go to the books department and type in my full name, John, Paul, John is and Paul, the usual spellings, read, R-I-E-D, you'll come up with my books. My books, uh, the Medford Family Chronicles, they're four volumes, Reckless Ambitions, Capricious Deities, oh, Capricious Deities, uh, The th- third book is Pivotal Ruckus. The fourth book is Academic Mayhem. My fifth book, which is a new series, Palomar and uh, Legends and Heroes, uh, Unexpected Entanglements. Now, each book is very different, and I'm very proud of the fact that anyone could read any of my books and still get a good story out of it and not necessarily miss much if they didn't read the previous books. You know, but... um, but anyway, Scott, you can find me on
0: Amazon. sounds great. So,
2: nope.
0: um, as, far as, as far as who I think, uh, who I would like to introduce to d um, and yeah. I would say librarians. Although a lot of librarians already know about it, a lot of them don't. And if librarians knew more about d d They'd probably let groups where they have problems meeting in their homes meet in the library rooms. And that would be a great thing for everybody. That would well, be
1: awesome.
2: Now, I don't know about other places, but Phoenix, I've tried Phoenix Libraries. Uh, they don't like D D because it, it never fails. One one bonehead shows up drunk or there's one rowdy disagreement or, uh, you know, uh, players in even one of the meeting rooms get a little too loud and somebody complains, you know, then, then they say, Nope, we don't want any more D and D games in here or uh, the meeting rooms in the libraries, at least in Phoenix cost money. <laughs> what well, what, uh, what I, I had a great friend. I still have him, a good friend in Glendale, Arizona with, with a big, Big dining room, big table, plenty of room for gaming. The problem though is now I'm living in Mesa. I'm literally like 45 minutes, 50 50 minutes, like it's literally across town for me to get there. And um, fa- factoring travel time and then setup time, it's and then five or six hours at least of playing. You know, I I, I can only do it on days off, and it just wears me out. So, uh, so. Someday I will get a bigger apartment where I will be able to get a nice big table and then finally run games. I um, These are the obstacles I've been encountering here in Phoenix and Mesa.
1: I mean, on the plus side, you know, for Scott's point of librarians, I will totally point out that yes. Kelly's mom, Sandy, and Kelly's sister, Carrie, both worked for the U of A library and both are gamers and both are awesome gamers uh-huh. And I, I love the idea of reserving the library rooms because way back in the 90s, back when I was a young whippersnapper, I used to to actually try to get rooms here here in Tucson for the library. And when you could get them, because usually our, our library system, the rooms were booked up super, super far out because everybody and their brother, you, you know, because there were free rooms. All you got to do is get to the website, get a library card and sign up for it. And you can try to reserve a room. Which right. like,
2: and, and I'm glad I'm glad you guys had connections. I'm glad you guys knew people who control, you know, who could control that. Yeah.
1: Oh, no, no. Back in the 90s, that was way before I ever met uh, Kelly, her mom and her sister. So that was just me hitting up the uh, the library systems website for the free reservations, which you had to do like six weeks in advance at the very bare minimum for a room. But we got really lucky. Whenever we reserve rooms you get a nice private you get you get the privacy for a good group, but usually most of the rooms we have here in Tucson are big presentation sized rooms, like you'd see at a convention type of deal. So it's one of those of you feel bad unless you get like three groups going which back in the 90s when I really was doing the hardcore <laughs> d stuff, mostly it was actually Palladium and Vampire that I was doing back then. Talk about getting weird looks when you go as an, as a, as an RPG yeah. group. Why is everyone in black and trench coats in the middle of the summer? Don't ask questions you won't
0: understand.
2: Yeah. Oh Boy, I, I don't get don't get me started. I am 56. I started playing D and D way back in 1978. So I I'm willing to bet that I'm the old man of the group here. Scottman, <laughs> Scott, ask ask your age. I, I know James. Not I'm actually day.
0: 57. What? I'm actually 57.
2: Oh my goodness. Okay. By the way, I'll be fifty-seven next month, so okay, we're 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 we're, we're the we're the same we're we're the same age roughly. Okay. Uh huh. <laughs>
1: and and totally for my answer for the who would you like to get into RPGs? I'm gonna totally go for the very diplomatic answer, especially for someone who runs a podcast and runs way too many games. I want everyone to tr- to play rpgs I-, I will totally admit that uh, i am i am totally glad and guilty at the same time that i am guilty of somebody gets that that curious look when they see a group playing and they, they do that that look down their nose to try to figure out what's going on and i totally have no problem saying do you want to sit and watch You know, I can totally swap up an NPC free-to-play really quick. I mean, I I joke that Sunday when we were at Tucson Games and Gadgets playing our normal uh, Daggers of Freeport game, we actually, while Golda and Carrie were going to use the ladies' room – all of a sudden we're expecting them to come back with snacks and this new person pops his head in and he says, hi, and we say hi. Cause we had the private room. And then all of a sudden Golda pops up and says, hi, this is someone I just met. And he was asking us about RPGs while we were in line at the bar, getting some stuff. And, and you know, can he watch us? And it's like, yeah, you can totally come in and watch us. I mean, it's funny. Cause on our podcast episode, we recorded it and we actually recorded the whole, this is RPGs. This is the introduction. This is how it kind of plays out. Because he's fascinated by it because he's watching all these different groups playing this weekend. And he's just like, I don't know how to get started. And I, well, the biggest thing is just ask. You know, if you see someone in the RPGs, ask. I mean, because back when I was really getting into it in the 80s, there wasn't a lot of people who had active groups. And it was one of I, those, you had the secret catchwords. You know, you say the catchword in public and somebody's like,
0: do you role-play too? <laughs> Thank you, Stranger Things.
1: <laughs> yes, shows that like Stranger Things have totally been a positive influence in RPGs. I mean, the opposite of yeah. Mazes and Monsters.
2: Yes, <laughs> yes. and uh, I... One, one day Tom Hanks will be held accountable, and he will he will do a movie supporting Dungeons and Dragons somehow. He has <laughs> to make he has to atone for his sins, and that I I. I but anyway, the, I I agree with you uh, in principle, James. That anyone interested, you should talk to. I, I do that when I'm selling my books, but the only the only thing I'm worried about is what, are you sure that guy wasn't interested in the girls and he he just wanted to try to you know see if he could score with the girls and oh okay, I'll pretend like I'm interested and uh you know, but, oh no well, he he was
1: definitely a nice young man and definitely interested in the actual game mechanics and things
2: I would normally say to anyone I would say get yourself a player's handbook and find yourself a group that's the way to do it
1: Yep. <laughs> That, that, and honestly, that's the best way to do it. And just remember, when you buy that player's handbook and look into it, it is not really a book meant to be read from page one to 360. You know, it's a reference book. So totally read up on the player, how to, how to make a player character. Totally read up on the game rules. Don't expect to memorize it because you're going to be at a table full of people who know the rules. So they would totally help you because sometimes even the hardcore players don't know all the rules because nobody can know all the rules.
2: And with all with all the with all the editions out there and hell yeah yeah it took it took me so I I played first edition until only about maybe five or six years ago and, and uh, then then well okay I was familiar with three 3.0 point four zero and three point five though they're 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 a lot like Pathfinder and my my big gripe with Pathfinder don't get me started but my big gripe with Pathfinder. <laughs> Is you walk down a ten foot hallway and you have to roll to see if your bootstrap snaps. Too many rules and stuff like that. I, I'm a great believer in what Gary uh, Gary Gygax used to say that whatever you do, don't tell don't tell don't tell the game masters and players that they don't need any rules. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Shh, that's the
1: big secret. There are no <laughs> rules. Uh,
2: another way to get people in. Simply get them while they're young. There's so many people out there with uh, kids and grandkids. They got to be a certain age. Maybe I'm a purist. One thing I did not like about the Stranger Things episode, the first season of Stranger Things, I think the kids were too young. They were, they were in middle school, and they, they were the age of kids that I did not want to play with. You know, like, you know <laughs> the, I'm sorry. Easily I, I think
1: distracted that, age.
2: Yeah, and and, and ooh, lightning You know, yeah, like uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, that, that reminds me of that famous LARP video with the guy running through the woods yelling "lightning bolt, lightning bolt." Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I I say if the kids are older than 13 or 14, then yeah that's when you get them.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, when they still have that imagination and they're willing to play, you know, right. just the spirit of play, you know, not not the, the set-at-the-table play, but just that willing to just play with ideas, play with concepts, get out there and really share with their imagination with other people without being too guarded and reserved.
2: Now, I'm... I'm uh, I am just... There's something i got to say here, James and Scott, and I hope you'll bear with me. Now, uh, the new Dungeons and Dragons movie coming out with Chris Pine and oh. uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Oh. Now, okay, we know that most d movies in the past have always ended up unmitigated train wrecks. Uh, either they did not have the special effects to pull it off, or the people who made the movie just had no clue what D&D really was about. Now, I have seen the clips for this new D&D honor among thieves. And I got to admit, I like what I see. Now, granted, it might end up another train wreck, but I'm, I'm hoping not. Uh, I like the, I like the owl bear that I saw. I like the displacer beast they briefly showed. Uh, you know, I, I, I liked what I saw. And, uh, uh, well, okay I, okay. I
1: definitely am, am. I'm not getting too excited yet, but I'm definitely hopeful. You know, it's one of those ones. I know, like Kelly was definitely not excited when she heard Chris Pine was involved in the project, but because yeah. he's he's an okay actor. I mean, he's not great. He's okay, in my opinion.
2: He's 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 a pretty boy, yeah. But what 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 appeals to me about this movie is the idea of honor among thieves. Because that let, let's face it, guys. Whenever I've played D&D and whenever I've had groups, no matter what the class is, no matter what the race is, everybody ended up a thief. Yep. <laughs>
1: you know? Regardless of what class, background, they basically are kicking in the door and stealing the stuff. It's, it's what D&D kind of devolves remember, into.
0: Do you remember, actually, the person who came up with the hobo reference?
1: Oh, the murder hobo reference.
0: The murder hobos, yes. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, and uh, well, <laughs> all I can say is that, uh, uh, like I say, I'm I'm hoping that this new D and D movie will not be an unmitigated train wreck like like the others have did. It's um,
1: it's good that they got a budget. That's that's the one thing I'm excited for. We we're seeing a good budget. Is the is the first step.
2: What do we need to talk about before we wrap up?
1: So uh just make sure uh, when you get on social media that uh, you join in for the RPG a day for 2022. Uh, okay. Make sure you share the hashtag so that way folks can find it, especially if you do a blog, vlog, social media post, even a picture. Or, you know, it could totally be a picture of, hey, I want to get this group and you can show a picture of Stranger Things and I want to get young kids involved in gaming because, damn it, the next generation is how we get gaming to keep going. And remember, all of us gray-bearded old folks got to accept that new kids play the game in their own new way. I actually joke with some folks Uh, because I've actually heard some folks complain uh, that they're not playing it right. And I'm like, guys, they're playing it like they can because they don't know any other way. Get them in your gaming group and teach different play
2: styles. If you want younger than fourteen, the answer's simple. Magic: The Gathering. Here, here, here are your stupid cards. Here's your blue blue Magic deck. Your white Magic deck. Whatever you know. And, uh,
0: actually, actually no. What you need to do is because I years and years and years ago I um so I actually was able to get the library room, but the trade-off was. We had to accept everybody. Yep, and And that's important. Yeah, so what happened was that us with our gaming group would basically sacrifice a volunteer, and we'd rotate every week, and they'd get the young folk. So what we'd do is it'd just be a simple campaign. So yeah, you've got young people going fireball, 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 but You've got to remember that the kids these days are used to online RPGs. That's what they know. Mm-hmm. So one of the things back then, before the RPG online even came out, one of the things we do that was really important is that we, out of the three hours or so of time we had at the library, we made sure that we spent the first 30 minutes actually talking about character and what type of character they wanted. And what they, you know, and, and what they were like. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I, and this is this is why I desperately need James's help and probably <laughs> your help, Scott, because I've I've I have from the moment it started I have disliked online gaming. The whole point of D and D for me was to get your friends together. Yes, I know we're all going to infect each other with COVID, and we're all going to die from monkeypox and the the super germs that's going to kill us. But uh, I I, I admit I'm not. I'm. I need to. I need to get yanked into the um, online gaming because uh, again, I uh, now Scott, uh, please take a look. Take a look at my books. You can you can actually read sample chapters on Amazon. You can actually look at the back covers. You can see uh, how all of my whole world of Palomar uh, is from my my own homebrew D and D uh, campaign. Have you a have lot you
0: of, heard of have you heard of lit
1: RPG? What it is an awesome lit? genre.
0: Lit rpg it's specifically a genre of books that are basically about campaigns that started off kind of as rpgs and then their stories kind of from that point of view Mm
2: -hmm. yep i i would recommend you read my books (laughs) i'm actually applying for jobs Some of them are in Tucson with the state of Arizona. If by some miracle I get an Arizona state job and they ask me to relocate to Tucson and great. My, I will come to Tucson and I will immerse myself in everything. Tuscon, (laughs) Tucson, Comic-Con. And I'll say, Hey guys, uh, give me a, give give me a location in the table. I'll run a game for you. Now, I don't know what my, I, you know, it's funny. My reputation is interesting. Um, I had players stick with me for like two or three years. The only reason why they left was they all got so powerful that they wanted private sessions. Like, oh, can you run my character with his own adventure for like four hours? And I'm like, oh. you know, the, the.
0: Mm-hmm. Still there?
2: Uh, and well, anyway, I'm just saying that uh, I'm, I'm told, uh, I'm told whenever I start up a new, I'm very fortunate. Whenever I start up a new game, I usually have like seven or eight players, and that's as large as I go. Are you still there, Scott? Uh,
1: oh, yeah, you're you're kind of breaking up there for a second, John.
2: Oh, that. I'm sorry, I talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, okay. What 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 didn't you get? I was talking how um, I love. Uh, I've been very fortunate that whenever I started up a game, I have seven or eight players all ready to jump in. <laughs> so –
1: uh, so we well, got most of it. It's just that you were kind of choppy there for a second. Uh, okay. I, I totally think it's the Internet God saying it's probably getting close to a good place to wrap up.
2: <laughs> OK, yeah. And and my, my computer does not like Skype. It loves Zoom, but it doesn't like Skype. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> and, well, hey, Scott, delighted to meet you. I'm, uh, please take a look at my books online. Uh, James can tell you a lot about me. James and I have worked together for several years now. And um, James, can't wait to see you. Uh I will get down to Tuscon and Tucson Comic Con. Maybe not in 2022, but let's talk twenty twenty three. And uh I, I I'd love I'd love to have fun with you guys in Tucson.
1: Yeah, definitely. We're gonna have to talk about it because already uh, guys, I, I definitely wanna say thank you for jumping on, uh doing uh the first day of RPG A Day 2022. And I'm definitely hoping to see some posts on the uh, Palomar site, too, for RPG A Day 2022. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yes.
2: And, and I, will, I, will, I will go on Facebook and see what I can come up with. Absolutely. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, right. Anyway, guys, joy and peace. Thank you for inviting me. All, all of this sounds awesome. Scott, do you have anything to add? No. Okay. Okay. James, great to chat with you. God bless and uh, keep playing.
1: <laughs> yep. And more importantly, introduce your friends and family to gaming. That's the big takeaway for yeah. today. For hashtag yeah. RPG day 2022.
2: Hashtag RPG day 2022. Got yep. it.
1: All right. And Have a good night, guys, and thank you for listening.
0: Thank you for listening to D&D Journey of the 5th Edition a member of the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Please follow us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash C-P-P-N to never miss a show or stream.